Ready? We're going. We're live. All right. So this is the uh, first inaugural podcast of WDEG. Are we going with that? Yeah. I feel like WDEG is a good one. I like it. And what's the reason uh, we're doing this? So, well, first, we've got Brett Terp uh, on the marketing strategy side of things here, as well as Chris Leon. Chris, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Technical manager. Um, I think that'd probably be a good thing to do for the rest of these podcasts. If we're, if we're doing this, back up. We're doing this because we love music. Am I right? We've got a thriving uh, ex-music um, Slack channel. We wanted to bring it to the forefront. I feel like there's so much happening in that channel that it was one of those things that kind of spurred on conversations to say, like, why aren't we doing this um, across the whole company or getting other people involved who may not think about it or participate in that channel? Um, So doing it from a cultural standpoint, I I think, is really why I wanted to do this podcast. And, um, you know, one of the things that I thought was important to talk about here was I had a conversation with Chris here and obviously with Tug McTie um, about a an email that I had received from an ESP called uh, MailChimp. And that wouldn't be relevant other than the fact that the email had nothing to do with their products um, or what they're selling, but it had to do with their culture. And they had done something similar to what I think we're doing here. And they created a podcast. It's more of a radio station on there. And I'm not sure the technical details of how they do it. But they give three employees an hour a week to run a music station, to talk about whatever they want, whoever they want, play the songs they want. And it was beneficial enough that they wanted to talk about it. And I said to myself, this is really cool. We've got this X music channel. Why don't we do something like this? So this is what you're hearing right now. So I reached out to Chris and to Tug and kind of got the conversation started. I thought it'd be something fun to do. Um, so I'd like to hear, Chris, your view on why, like, when I told you about this, why did you think it would be something fun um, or something that could add to our culture that wasn't in place at the, at, you know, the current time right now? Well, because I think music is a, it's a big part of my life, personally. So from a selfish perspective, I was really interested in the project because of that. But I've also worked at another agency in town um, with a big rocket on top that had a, a really great um, guy that was working there as a concierge who would play, who was the, like the house DJ. Was it like the front desk person? or Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, his name was Eddie, and I know that everybody knows who I'm talking about. Everyone who has uh, connections to the rocket ship? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, man, he was so good at, he had such great taste in playing um, just a wide variety of things, and it was... It was always good, no matter what it was, and it just made, it, I mean, as much as he was a big part of what the culture was, uh, in my opinion, of of that agency, the background to it was really his um, his music selections that he would play, and it was just fun. It just made the, just made the day better, you know, mm-hmm. come in, it's like, oh, I remember the song. Mm-hmm. He, he had themes and things, or, you know, you, he, you could uh, send him, like, requests, uh, over like uh, Google Talk or whatever we were using. Was it just kind of like music in the background, like just a little bit? No, no well, kind of. I mean, that, as far yeah. as the volume yeah, level yeah. goes, um, it was subtle. Mm-hmm. It was there, but it was, it, you know, it was p- interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. It was 
good music. It yeah. wasn't just like instrumentals. Or yeah, anything. elevator music Crap or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no indication of what you're going to play. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> like, the, nothing like the trash that I'll be playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I, I, have always, I always enjoyed that. I thought it would be interesting to have something like that here. I, I know that there are a, a bunch of closeted musicians running mm-hmm. around here, or mm-hmm. at least that are... Uh, people that are really into music and I, I love the music channel and there's a there's a lot of participation there's a lot of people that are putting um, uh, just different st- stuff I've never heard before I like it because I get to hear what's sort of new and happening expand your reach totally. outside of that yeah. absolutely I'm stuck in a certain um, yeah. I, I kind of have I kind of come back to a certain set of styles or bands and stuff and, and I like to um branch out every now and then and this is like the first place that I go to to see what really? my peers are. oh totally and you're a big part of that for yeah. sure yeah. Uh, and there's always like some good uh, hip hop that's being shared out there I have a, have a soft spot in my heart for hip hop yeah. but I just don't seek it out as much as yeah uh, I don't know what it is man. I'm just getting older some people are like I feel like luckily I have um, been able to keep the mentality that I had like in college I felt like in college was when I really started listening to like a lot more varieties of music and was actively seeking it out with my friends. I went to KU, so we would go to Love Garden Records all the time. And whatever they were playing over the loudspeakers there was like, we're always asking them what was going on. And I feel like once I left college, um, some of my friends got away from like that curiosity of just hunting for new music. And they got in the routine of like, uh, just hearing what's on the radio or hearing what's on Sirius XMU or something like that, being fed, or, or Pandora really started coming up. It's like, I don't want to have to think about it, but I feel like I'm still getting new music. And for me, like, I, I started using Spotify um, probably right after college, right when it first started. Um, I think Groove Shark was around at the same time, and then Spotify came out. And uh, it, like, facilitated my digging that I used to do at the Love Garden in terms of like, I can find literally any artist on here and just sample a song. And they've improved, improved over the years and I've been so engaged with it that like, I never stopped like just looking for new music on there or utilizing some of the features that some people I don't think do. Like when the new releases come out, just sorting through all that stuff or like the related artist section. So I'll, like maybe I'll hear something here on um, the X Music channel that we have going and I really like it, something that you played, I always go to the related artist section to see if there's maybe someone I know. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm getting that feeling from. It's, it's so on and so forth. Um, so I've lo- been lucky enough to like not stay inside. my. I'm, I do sometimes. I get really frustrated of like, I've just been listening to this playlist I created for the past three weeks, and now I feel like I'm stuck in my little routine. So then I'll start digging and creating a new one. But I feel like, to your point, like, that's why I like that X Music channel. It's like, I can get my jollies out by sharing the new, cool, exciting stuff that I found that I think is interesting. Maybe not everyone finds it interesting. Um, and hope, hopefully, like, maybe someone else besides me gets a little bit of benefit out of that. Um, but then it also, it's like, you know, some of these bands out there, like, I've never heard of, I can actually spend a little bit of time with. Because now I, I've gotten to know, like, everybody's taste. Like, I know, I feel like I know what you're going to bring to the ta- table, and, you know, I know what Tug's going to bring to the table. Um, so you start to get a, like, I'll dig into so-and-so's edition here a little bit later. But I know, like, 
I'm in line with this person, so I'll definitely go listen to that right away. But I'm, I'm like trusting people's musical tastes a little bit more. And I think that really kind of circles back to the whole goal of this, right? We're doing that, and we've got our own little culture of people in that channel. And whether you're actively participating in it, I'll hear people in the hall say like, hey, like, I don't say anything in that channel, but I'm totally listening to the stuff that you guys are putting out there. Like, keep doing it. So people don't, are acting on it or aren't even in the channel that I want to like loop into this thing and like have them be a part of it. If you're not participating in this in this music channel, I want to sit down and I want to understand like what drives you from a music standpoint. Like, what are the interesting stories that you can tell? Because I know we can tell those stories all day long. So I want to hear that from every from everyone. Honestly, like if if you want to run your own show, do it. We'll give you an hour. <laughs> you know. More, be more than willing to give you your own hour. If you want to sit in the room with me and Chris and Tug and do those types of things and have a conversation, like that's the most interesting thing to me. You know, I don't want to be talking in a circle and just telling people the music that I like and then everybody's like, okay, Brett, shut up. Like, yeah, like- we, we, we know it. All right, you're going to give us the new, like, uh, My Morning Jacket song or something like that. Yeah, we get it. Um, so I, that's definitely what I want uh, all of this stuff to kind of be about. And I feel like it's all come together really quick. So we're flying by the seat of our pants, which is exciting and scary. And we'll see like where it goes from here. Um, so that being said, uh, the plan for today, I'm gonna just going to play a couple songs um, to Chris here and all of our listeners. It'll probably be three at first. <laughs> uh, just two songs. I'm going to give two songs of... Things that I thought about yesterday when we said, like, let's do this tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I'd love to share these with people and give a little bit of background on, like, why it's exciting to me. Um, so I'm going to play a song by um, King Tuff. I don't know if you've ever heard of King Tuff. Um, he is kind of in the indie scene. That's probably a theme of a lot of stuff that you hear from me. Um, He's in the indie scene. He's out on the coast. It's kind of like a Ty Siegel-y, uh, the OCs vibe, kind of psychedelic, a little bit psychedelic, surfy, like 60s, 50s surfer vibe sometimes. Um, he uses a lot of really fuzzy guitars, which I absolutely just love. It's really energetic and upbeat. Um, so I'm going to play the song um, Psycho Star by King Tough. And then um, actually a song that I heard um, after that, by a band I've never heard of called Frank Heatwaves. It's really bizarre. It's kind of got this like really laid back groove to it. It's a little bit um, fuzzy, a little bit funky. Um, the name of the song is Soothing Limbo and you'll totally hear that when you listen to it. It's not like jazz music. It's like, I don't know, down tempo, weird, fuzzy, psychedelic stuff. Um, but both of these songs got me really excited. So we're gonna play these. First, I'm gonna start with Psycho Star by King Tough. Then we'll go into Soothing Limbo by Frank Heatwaves, and we'll come back, we'll talk about it, and uh, we'll have Chris play a couple songs. So here they are. All right, we're back. back. Chris has thoughts. I have thoughts. Man, I like that Psycho Star track. It was, um, uh, like you said, kind of had that surfy, surfy kind of guitar mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. Um, I really liked that. That was cool. Awesome synth. The muted drums were... Uh, it's the big fat, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. we're like. Um, it, at first, it made me think of like uh, Jeff Picaro or something like that, the drummer who played on, uh, well, tons of stuff, but people kind of know him from Rosanna. 
It's kind of his favorite, his okay. famous uh, drum uh, groove that he kind of came up with for that. But uh, I used to play drums, so I... So drum, you grab... Drums, are, yeah, yeah. drums are a big thing for me in the songs, um, but guitar too. But I like that one. And it had, that, it had this um, little riff on the, on the verse, the keyboard, that... Bah, 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 mm-hmm. bah, and I, I'm racking my brain trying to think of what that reminds me of. It's like it's, it's by the end of this, you'll figure it out, and we'll yeah. add it in. Or actually, two days later, it's going to be the last song on this playlist. In the shower. Hey, by the way, Chris the figured cars. this out. It's a week later, but you don't know that in podcast land. We'll just make it sound like it totally well, happened. And, I'd and, appreciate <laughs> that because it'll come to me at the weirdest time. I don't know, but it, uh, hopefully, it comes to me because I really like that. Uh, I like the the groove on this one. Yeah. Really I, cool. I want to play some more of his stuff uh, later on because he's kind of all over the place. It's not all in that vein. Sometimes it's a little bit harder, um, not like heavy metal harder, but just a little bit more guitar led, a little more fuzzy. Um, and it, he's just, I just started getting into him really recently, kind of based off of that and another song called Ultraviolet that I'll play later. Um, but there's just something about that, um, you know, I used to listen to a lot of the Ventures growing up. So any of that kind of surf rock, you know, uh, Telestar and the Lowly Bowl, all of those types of things, like I gravitate towards that. I mean, like those are the types of things that my dad would like play in the car for us on the way to go do something. Or um, he, I, I have his record collection and he's got like, six ventures albums and they're all kind of that surfer you know rock vibe these are a little bit more experimental and more like rock oriented than that type of stuff with but it's got that um like the telecaster clean driven sound that i really really like so um yeah i've been listening to him a lot more a lot more lately i like it thank you for sharing that i'd never heard it yeah good it's good stuff um the second one so the second one um was a little more was a much simpler soothing song, limbo yeah musically speaking it had those those three chords kind of just mm-hmm. going over and over again very very eighties vibe mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh, with especially right at the very beginning there was a um, a real kind of muffle I can imagine it's like a, a Les Paul or something like a very muffled chorusy mm-hmm. but a, with a light distortion on a guitar was that signature eighties sort of poppy, maybe even kind of country guitar sound. And that's what, I mean, the whole thing was very 80s for me. It had the great synth sound and uh, very 80s drums, you know, yeah. real robotic, real... Um, well, that's what I, we were talking while the song was playing. Like, the thing that immediate, the in, immediate con- conjures in my mind is, like, the Knight Rider theme song, okay. kind of just, like, yeah. the driving, droning bass and, you know, the um, the drums that are, maybe they're real drums maybe it's a uh, um, a synthesized drum sound or something but it's repetitive it, dr- it makes me makes me thinking of like driving uh late at night on a highway where there's no one else or something like palm trees yeah yep. something Neon you're just kind of by yourself and the windows are down and like you know the wind is blowing through your car or something like like that's i love that feeling i get that feeling with a couple of um like early um arcade fire albums um, there was a couple songs on there that I just felt like it, it had to be spring and I had to roll my windows down and it had to be night and it just created this experience of wherever I was going seemed like it means something. I mean, there's a lot more in that song that is totally weird and makes me like, what is like the vocals of him? Like 
this weird mumbly, you know, like chorusy sound that he has on his vocals that I don't know what's going on. Um, like a Sam Herring from, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of the band. Um, I'll think of it later and I'll say it, but uh, we're just out of nowhere. The guy will start like growling in the middle of a song. Future Islands. You ever listen to Future Islands? I will listen to Maybe. There you go. I've got my next songs. Um, in the middle of these songs, he'll be singing. He's got this crooner, croonery vibe. And then all of a sudden he'll just like have this heavy metal growl out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like I had the same feeling when I listened to this um, Freak Heat Wave song. I was like, what? This driving melody, and all of a sudden he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, what are you talking about? I just, I don't know, something about that just caught me when I first heard it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta listen to this later. And not all their stuff is like that, and not all their stuff is great. Uh, I think they only maybe have one or two albums, but uh, as I started digging in, it's like this, they've got their own little niche of, niche of stuff that they are doing really well, and then the rest is kind of a little bit fluffy, and I can do without it, but... Uh, yeah, I really like them. So what? So what did it remind you of? What song? Well, okay. So that track reminded me of, um, and and this just, uh, this just happens to be a coincidence that I know we're both big Chromeo fans. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I remember Tuesday. You're gonna go Tuesday? No, I'm I'm actually gonna go to a track um, by and this this is a French, which is, is so out of left field for me because I'm not I don't know French music very well not even oh come on even Chris classical. if I thought anything about you I yeah. thought this guy I mean, knows French music this is an area of music that uh, I mean I just don't go and explore international music very right. much it's tough it's, it, it's just not on my radar I have been listening to a lot of uh, Vicente Fernandez though lately okay. um, which is old old kroner stuff from you know uh, Mexican music in Spanish but um, outside of that I don't really get into any kind of international kind of poppy European yeah. pop or anything like it's like when when uh, Giorgio Moroder came on the latest Daft Punk album you're like who's who the hell is Giorgio Moroder and then like over there he's like everybody knows him right. he's like the godfather right. of like Moog arpeggiated synth lines and stuff like that but like Otherwise, in America, you'd probably like have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I know that Chromeo is kind of a Frenchy or a Canadian group. Yeah. Um, but they had this interview where they were um, listing a lot of their favorite tracks and influences, mm-hmm. and on this list was this French group and this track called, and I'm gonna butcher this because I my French is it's not good. Uh, I think it's Les Larmes de Matel. This band is called Supir, or Super, however you, however you say it. Yeah. And I checked out this track, and I loved it. And when, so this track that you just played, the, that guitar that I was talking about, mm-hmm. that real kind of like crunchy, kind of like 80s chorused out guitar, mm-hmm. it reminded me immediately of that. Plus with the, the drum machine and kind yeah. of the synth. Yeah. This is a little more over, top on the, over the top on the synth, but and it's, it's, it's got this... Um, super 80s uh, cliche of like this robot voice mm-hmm. um, and you heard it in like hip hop music and like it's like the, the, vo- the vocoder, vocoder the uh, um, Tupac um, California sort of yeah, yeah, yeah you'll yeah. know you, I, I'm not describing it very well but you'll know it when you hear it um, so that's the track that this, that made me think of okay. and because we're big Chromeo fans and because I can't think of that track from the first Please. one you played um, I thought there's another track by Chromeo where they sing in French 
I think it's called Jekaki Le Port or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great track. Oh, um, man. It's like, it's a, it's a really great love song. Um, mm-hmm. All their songs are love songs, by the way. Well, yeah. About love. Of course. Or something. <laughs> well, or something. Or uh, something having to COVID, do with love. Something, uh, yeah. As they define as love. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the most cheesy form of love and like relationships, I feel like, like emanates through any of their songs. Sure. I don't know if they're actually like that. Um, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say Rico Suave, but like, you know, uh, cocktail lounge, lounge lizardy type type guys, where all they think about is love and like, you know, trying to get some girl to like fall in love with them or something like that. I love I love everything Chromeo. They're going to be here next Tuesday in the Crossroads. I'm going to go to that show because their newest album is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. I've listened to it probably like five times. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen them live once down at Austin City Limits. And I, they're such a great live band. They're amazing. Their sound is amazing. They have a great light show. Um, lots of lasers, 80s. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a huge 80s influence. Um, and... Uh, Fun fact, I danced with my mother uh, at my wedding, the mother's son dance, to Mama's Boy, which I'm totally going to play after whatever, whatever song you're going to play because it's, it's like quintessential Chromeo. And I told my mom about it. She's like, we're going to do what? I thought we were supposed to like, you know, slow dance. I was like, that's not fun. Like when I grew up uh, with my mom, um, we would put on songs in the house and like just dance around the house like lunatics or whatever. And it was, you know, put on a record and dance in the living room and just have fun. And when I was thinking about my wedding, you know, we had a lot of chromio in our wedding because it's just so much fun. I was like, let's do this song. And she got scared because the beginning of that song is slow. And then all of a sudden it like busts into this like jumping around dancey song. So she was really worried. She's like, are we going to do like choreographed dance moves? I was like, no, that sounds awful. But let's just slow dance to the beginning. Nobody will expect like the breakdown in the middle of it when it just amps up in, in the tempo and stuff like that and volume and just have a good time. And it like completely set up the whole night. It was flawless. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so what's the track we're going to play first? The first one is the Supir. And I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it's Supir Le Lames de Metal. And, I, and um, I guess that's like the sound of metal, I think is what okay. that means okay. in English. And, and then we'll know, go into the Chromio, uh, also French titled track. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that means she closed the door. If I'm okay. Well, well, here it is. Okay. We're back. We're back. Uh, I couldn't find um, that Supir song on Spotify to get the full track. Luckily for us, Chromio, because it was on what a, a list of their like influence music. You said, yeah, um, yeah. Luckily, they did a remix of it, so it's pretty close to the original. I'm wondering if they had to do a remix of it because there was no like well produced version from that band that they could put out in the world. So they did a remix, and it's pretty close to like a remastered version, yeah. kind of of the original song. Um, so. Yeah, I, I dug both of those things, and, and we were talking while they were playing, like, you could absolutely go down the Chromeo rabbit hole, and I could just play Chromeo for the rest of that pod, this podcast. Maybe there should be a Chris Leon Chromeo podcast in general, where you just, like, go way down that rabbit hole, man. Just oh, man. go down the, I'm out, and I'm okay with that. I'll listen to that whole episode, and I'll be perfectly happy with it. Um, but it started making me... Um, Especially the second Chromeo song, the use of those um, 
like drum machines, um, made me start thinking of Julian Casablancas, who's the lead singer from The Strokes, which you wouldn't normally think of like drum machines or 80s sounds with. But um, for some reason in the past 10 years, um, after Phrases for the Young came out, um, he started getting into this really 80s-ish vibe. And he came out with an album. Oh, no, it is... The album he came out was was Phrases for the Young. I think um, his new band is actually called The Voids, and it's even more 80s-ish. But he started going into this, maybe he went down the Chromeo rabbit hole too, um, using a lot of drum machines and very 80s synthy sounds, and he always kind of had that kind of voice that could translate to that era as well. Um, but he came out with this album in 2009, and it was a complete departure from all of the... Um, Really, I mean, it's it's up tempo, but it was like a departure from like the guitar-driven um, strokes, two-minute songs. Like that was the best thing about the Strokes for me. They had an album of like sixteen songs on it, and they were all just two minutes of just solid rock, and they crushed every single song. You could just listen to them on repeat. And then he came out with this album by himself, which you feel like he had been wanting to work on for a while, and. Um, Total Departure, bunch of 80s stuff, a bunch of really synthy sounds and um, drum machines and stuff like that. So the song I'm going to play is called uh, 11th Dimension from his 2009 album Phrases for the Young. I'm just going to play one. I'm going to see what you think and maybe it'll take you some other direction because it still has a lot of that kind of strokey feel. to Like you can't get away from the sound that he uses on his voice that kind of like a little bit of the harmonica microphone, like that distorted, just a little bit overdriven mic that he uses and his kind of higher end voice, like, uh, and maybe actually I'll, I'll play the Daft Punk song. Maybe that's an, I'll play two songs as I'm thinking out loud here, right? That's, that's the best part about this is like thinking all these thoughts makes me think other things that that type of stupid scenario um because he was on um daft punk's newest album and actually that's actually what made me think back to this so he let me pull it up real quick um their newest album which had that get lucky song on it which was you know pharrell williams was just awesome um he did a song called instant crush with them that i really 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 liked and i'll play that next and um, that actually ties back to that uh, 80s synthy sound because, I mean, nothing says like overproduced 80s synth sound like some of the really early Daft Punk, Daft Punk stuff, even this newest album, even more so, because then they bring like Niles Roger on there from Chic. Um, you know, they're they're just and they have that song with Giorgio Moroder, um, who's just like the godfather of what was that? Is that the AC that just kicked on? Oh, my gosh, I hate it. Um, there's a song on there called Contact, um, or no, there's a song called Giorgio by Marauder, um, which he talks a lot, but has the, like, the total, like, arpeggiated synthy sound. It's a really good song. It's 10 minutes long. I'm not going to play it on this podcast, maybe in a later time. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll play this 11th Dimension song by Julian Casablancas, and then I'll play Instant Crush with, featuring Julian Casablancas, but it's a Daft Punk song. And uh, that's what's coming up now. All right, we're starting again right. with after some technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a discussion about 
how awesome those songs were and how they reminded us of other stuff. But then we lost all the audio. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. This is what you get by just, you know, not thinking about anything before you go into it. <laughs> uh, that's more exciting. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so this is the end, right, of the yeah. first one. I think we got maybe an hour worth of stuff after we had a couple songs in. Um, I think we're going to uh, end this and maybe tee up the next edition segment, whatever you want to call it, podcast, um, where I'm assuming Tug... McTie will be involved somehow because he was, we'll call ourselves the three amigos, right? (laughs) (laughs) Of the guys who thought of this project and uh, worked to make it happen. So hoping he's the next one going to host it. Um, But I know that one of those last two tracks kind of triggered something for you that made you think of something which then made you think of Tug. Yeah. So I'd love to hear what what that is. Yeah, well that's it's because it's a a band that Tug turned me on to i had never heard of before it's this band called the lemon twigs oh, i'm really yeah. <laughs> into it's these two brothers yeah. i think they're in their early 20s or maybe late teens mm-hmm. uh, but i love these guys and they're just so much fun to listen to just such a like a real like raw spirit that they've got and just a, just a great great songwriting and what reminded me of them is that last track you played that had some um some little keyboard, um, uh, like flourishes, a little, like a little, uh, a little line that was going there, and it kind of reminded me of this uh, this Lemon Twigs track. I think it was on an EP, and it had like I don't know, like two or three tracks on the EP, and uh, it's kind of got. It kind of reminds me. It's like it's it reminds me of. Uh, it's got a, t- a kind of sim- similar sound of this band that I used to listen to called the Unicorns. Um, they were like from I don't know, like early two thousands or something like that. They had just a real simple kind of raw sound too. So I like this track. It's called Night Song, and uh, this is something that I would have never discovered if it weren't for Tug. He yeah. told me about the Lemon Twigs. Yeah, he. Uh, he- I don't know if he discovered the lemon twigs or um, when we were at Callahan Creek together, we worked with a guy named um, Eric Moline, who um, great guy. He was in a bunch of bands. He's also kind of at the forefront of finding new stuff. And uh, I feel like he turned Tug and I both on to the lemon twigs. I mean, they were, they're like brand new. They haven't been around like hardly at all. Yeah. Um, so when he brought them to us as well, we were like, what is this like craziness? Um, so good. Lemon Very Twigs good. is great. Uh, the, the song that I'll, I'll cue up after that, um, I feel like is Tug True and True. It's uh, Fish. And then it's one of the 20 million live versions of a song called Mike's Song, which is like when I hear Fish, I hear this intro guitar riff of just Tranastasio playing a really just iconic uh, fish line. And I'm sure it goes into a thousand million different weird directions from there. Um, And I've just always loved it. So like when I think of fish, I think of this song. I don't necessarily think of Tug per se. Um, And that's the song that it's really the one that like, I'm not a huge fish fan. It's just too, um, 
there's too much of it sometimes, both in terms of what they're doing and just the, like the plethora of music. I feel like that same thing can be said for like the Grateful Dead. Like there's just so much um, like that people have bootlegged throughout the years. Like I was just before this, I was searching Spotify for fish and it's one of those things you're scrolling with the, the mouse and you just keep scrolling and it's like, which of these are actual albums and which are just the thousandth like live recording of when they were in the Hamptons in 1998. And you know, it's this is the 36th version of Mike's song that they've played or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I always think about, about this with them. Cause this is one of those songs that was like a, a switch flipped, right? Uh, Tug brought this, the idea um, to me the other day about um, him and his brother were having a discussion about creating a podcast where the idea is like you, Chris Leon, don't like the band Fish. And then the other people on the podcast are trying to convince you like why you should like it. And you're, it's kind of like this debate about, you know, I just don't think that or like, oh, I hear your, what you're saying. Um, and I feel like I had this same thing with Fish for a long time with one of my really good buddies who just loved them and got really good at guitar because he was just playing their songs all the time. So we would always play music together and uh, he just would keep playing Fish riffs and I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. But then I heard this song and like I, I had the aha moment. I had this like, oh, okay. It's not all, it is exploratory and noodling. I like to call it like noodling what they do. They just noodle around a whole bunch. Um, obviously it's more than that. But uh, this was the one that sounded like a solid just song and it just earwormed you know, in my head, and I always think of it. So it's a song called Mike's Song. It's off some live album that I'll post. <laughs> I've never heard it, so oh, it's, sell me on it. it there I you go. Will. Yeah, you're sold. Are you sold already? We'll find right. out. It's so good. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the first ever WDEG live. We'll call it live. It's not live. Um, podcast, music, radio, something. We're figuring it out as we go, but we wanted to get it out there, and we're excited about it. We want you guys to get involved. Let us know if you want to run this thing for an episode, if you want to get involved and sit and chat and play music and um, have a great time. Um, we're going to be reaching out to you as well, whether you like it or not. This has been a super fun conversation. Really glad we did it. And there's going to be uh, much more to come. So be on the lookout. So we're going to hear the lemon twigs and then you're going to hear a little fish. And maybe the next thing you'll hear will be Tug McTie. Um, so have a great weekend. Awesome. See you guys.